Hello everyone and welcome back. Great to have you here to Great Awakenings with PJ. I am Peter Jane Auckland Hall and I'm here with you over the next hour or so. And today's topic is going to be all about the elusive 5D reality. Now, I just want to start with a waiver and say that I'm very much um, somebody that is on the journey with you. Uh, but I feel that I have um, had a few insights that I feel could very much contribute to your experience of the shifting consciousness. Now, just for a little bit of background, in case maybe you're not aware, but we're actually moving through a period of massive transformation. You will have seen that already evidenced in changes in your life, changes about what is important to you. Perhaps your values have changed or maybe they've become more solidified. You may have seen things around the world that are reflecting those values. Um, and the best indicator that I can give you would be things like um, taking a more conscious approach with, uh, say, consumerism, um, low impact um, footprint on the earth, uh, doing what we can to truly understand our um, impact on others, uh, on those around us, and demanding goods that are ethically sourced would be an example. And that's once upon a time that really wasn't uh, a, a scenario, and there are re reasons for that. Um, but certainly since the Industrial Revolution and forward, we've become more and more demanding about the kinds of things that we want because of our values and how those values have really sat deeply within us. So today I'm going to talk about this 5D reality and how this, um, how I see this going to play out and where this is likely to take us. Now, I, I, I have noticed a few people um, being fairly triggered, <laughs> concerned and worried that they're not going to make it. And in fact, I, I'm sorry to say that I've seen other people, maybe at a spiritual level, um, lord it over others, which is unfortunate, but that, that is very much the way of the human behavior sometimes, <laughs> um, and, and use it as a, a tool of separation, which, which goes against everything that 5D is. So I'm going to explain to you what 5D is, um, 5D consciousness is, what it means, um, how it manifests in our life. We've got people that are saying we haven't got anywhere near that yet. We have others saying they're there and you're not. <laughs> we have others still saying that we are already experiencing it and feeling it and flowing with that um, and so on. So Here's how it looks for me, um, where I believe that we are moving through a period of um, this immense transition to support the 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 the, the catalyzation, if you like, to support this process of moving through. I actually feel that some of us are moving in that dimension already. Some have come from that dimension and above, 5D, 6D, 7, 8, 9, up to 12, um, to 
re-enter um, 3D to help us move forward and transition into this state of being. And then there are um, those of us who are sitting on the periphery, not in 3D space, who are holding the line, as it were. And what I mean by that is there are, there are those beings who are there uh, out in another realm on another dimension. So think of it like a, a different playing field, if you like, that can be felt um, as opposed to seen. And those beings are basically mm, being the cheer squad, <laughs> as it were, um, holding the line and, and preparing for, for our entry into that, um, into that dimension. I've seen many descriptions that are diverse, as many as we have souls in the universe. There will be different dimensions that are described differently. But here's how it looks for me. To me, 5D consciousness occurs in the mind, the healthy mind, the healed mind. And that 5D consciousness is a, um, an experience of a, a state of mind, right? Um, 5D ultimately is something as simple as unity and unconditional love. This is a, an, a I guess, a, a utopia where um, all that occurs occurs in the heart. And by moving through this heart, into this heart space, using mind, all is mind, we then are able to effect this utopia. Now, those of you who are maybe more scientific, uh, you can actually go ahead and look all of this up. Um, if you are looking for more um, information, there's loads and loads of stuff on the internet. Some of it's truth, some of it's not. You'll really basically have to feel your way through as to what you feel is true. But essentially in 5D, everything is felt and it's less about knowledge, 3D, that this 3D experience is very much about feel, felt, um, seen. You can touch it, you can taste it, you can look at it, you can hear it. And it's, it's uh, think of a 3D cube, think of the pyramids, you know, being this um, geometric density of 3D where we can sort of walk around it, we can look at it, we can pick it up and we can touch it. 5D is completely different. 5D is a state of mind, a feeling, and a, um, moving into this conscious awareness and feeling this unconditional love, love that pulsates through our existence. Now, for me, I love, there's a lot of people who are suggesting that we move off the planet and we head off into spaceships, into the, the great unknown. That is one version. Um, there are other versions that state that... Um, we completely change the way that we um, function as human beings. Um, there are others that say that um, this earth completely ends and we move to enjoy life on um, another, on another dimension, another realm. Some of it feels, for me, some of it feels a little bit doomsday-ish and 
that is to me that goes against the nature of what fifth dimension is all about fifth dimension is about unity it's about love it's about connection and it's something where we all have the opportunity to go should we desire now this is a planet of free will and you no doubt heard me in my last podcast where I spoke about this at length and I said that you know at the end of the day we have a destiny and we're here for a reason but that free will comes into play and this is where free will very much will come into play will everybody move into the fifth dimensional experience the answer to that will be possibly not based on the choices that they make for those that continue to make those choices moment by moment and continue to make 3d choices which you have the opportunity to do no one's going to deny you that that is going to have one set of consequences and therefore a reality that will exist in this 3D framework. Some people might be more comfortable sitting or not having finished or completed their human experience in the third dimension. And that's fine. You may know people who are just like that. Others of you may be anticipating heading off into the fifth dimensional reality and are ready to go right now. Beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> I'm sure that's why that phrase came through. And the power um, that comes with, with that fifth dimensional reality is that we get to sit in a, in a state of um, bliss and joy, higher vibrational consciousness, okay? Our choices are what will get us there. So what we are going to see is... Um, there's a dichotomy that is going to play out in my mind. And that dichotomy is very real and we're seeing evidence of that now, which is why I'm one of the proponents that says some of us are already there, where we can actually see 3D and 5D coexist somewhat in this split of consciousness. Now, Probably the best way I can describe it is when we have a couple, for example, one espouses one set of values and the other espouses another set of beliefs and values that are opposite to what the other is experiencing. He, for instance, might be incredibly 3D. Naturally, it could be a she too, but let's go there. And she is somebody who has embraced that fifth dimensional reality as part of her everyday. She chooses um, to be fluid with her time. She chooses um, to uh, be very careful with her behaviours, her action. And when I say careful, not in fear, just considered and regulated in the way that she moves. And she, she's somebody who can see the bigger vision, that can see the bro a broad world of um, powerful uh, beauty, love, connection, community, and heart. Uh, and that may not be evident to him or vice versa. It's, this is not necessarily gender specific. It's just to give you an example. You're going to see there in that house, in that home, you're going to see a split in consciousness. You're seeing the priority for somebody like this is either 3D where 
they may be looking at things like the practical aspects of living, getting upset about the state of the lawn, for example, or um, where the post box should go when we build the home or being very stuck in uh, the current mode of things or if uh, say one half of the couple and she's more interested in the fifth dimensional how the family is feeling um, some of the choices that are being made that are conscious through the family uh, not listening to television or music that is uh, has satanic um, codices built into it and really protecting her family from anything that isn't love. And you'll see this split in consciousness starts to manifest where, say, his values are strongly adhered to for what he feels true to and her values are strongly adhered to for what she feels is valuable this can be obviously a cause for contention between a couple or not and um and i want to go here because i know and i see a lot of comments that indicate people feeling frustration with their partners because of a 3D adherence, uh, not willing to let go and move into the fifth dimension and so on. As a world, we're not there yet. No way in the world. There's a lot that we uh, collectively still need to do to see that the world moves into 5D. But notwithstanding, remember what I just said, there will be a split in consciousness. By this, I mean one will choose one path potentially, and the other will choose the other path. They can choose to be part of that path at any point in time, which is nice. And then they would find themselves on the other path. Uh, But ultimately, it is possible to live with that split temporarily and um, ultimately move into that new state of being or that state of mind that's so incredibly important to um, each of the people that are involved. Naturally, that gets harder for the person in 5D because there's a lot of things that uh, can be abrasive and working against um, the the visionary that wants to hold that um, idea. Um, and, and, And it goes beyond an idea because when we're moving in a fifth dimensional reality, we've actually embodied this idea and we're actually truly embracing that and making choices from that space. And that really then comes down to being um, a couple that is perhaps focused on communication as um, the greatest um, tool for, for facilitating that shift and giving one another the space to be who they are at at either rate. It's simply allowing whatever occurs to manifest in a way that God wants uh, us to, to, to be in our, in our hearts and happy with our choice. Condemning one for one choice, condemning another for another choice goes 
well and truly beyond what it is to sit in the fifth dimensional reality. And really what's happening is you become more of the observer in 5D and um, tempering and regulating your own uh, response to your physical world and what's around it as opposed to imposing (laughs) um, your will and your ideas on somebody else who perhaps has chosen not to move into that 3D realm. So I just wanted to to outline that um, that that as a as a, a scope, uh, a bit of a pathway, an idea that you can move into this space um, with a great sense um, of anticipation of um, success, and it's done by choice. Now, the last thing you need to do is think that somehow that you're not going to be chosen or that you're going to be missing out or that, you know, you've been a bad girl and Santa's going to come and give you a lump of coal. <laughs> That's really not how it works, that you feel that you're not worthy and that you don't believe that you would be chosen to be part of the fifth dimensional reality and that somehow it's going to happen around you and it's going to leave you behind. I've had those moments too. Okay. And that's usually when I haven't had much sleep, haven't been looking after myself, haven't been hydrated and are not, not eating well. And that can really affect the, the, the outlook that you have and the mind. What you need to understand is every moment is a moment you know, you can be proud of yourself because you got right here, right now, right? You you landed in that space and you have come to this point by all of the decisions that you've made in order to get yourself there. So well done. Then the next aspect of, of your growth um, as you uh, become the... I, I see it as a kind of a rite of passage, Right? And 5D is a return to unconditional love, which we've been devoid of on the 3D plane by and large. It's not about, 3D is not about unconditional love in any sense of the word. It's more about things. It's about status. It's about um, hierarchy. It's about um, the status quo as we know it. Um, It's about success, um, success trophies, uh, what you look like, what you wear, what you drive, where you live, etc., etc. And then uh, 5D is less about, the focus is less on that and um, more on a holistic life that um, embodies all of the things that, that you have held dear and that the, the emphasis is less on status. And, and well, actually, it's not at all <laughs> on status. It's more uh, on on unity. Um, and then where you know that where that where you would play out that that existence. You know, you can do that in a shoebox. <laughs> you can do that in a very modest little home. You don't need all the trappings and the trimmings that you might need in three D if you're trying to do three D really well. Um, you would live in an environment that generally would be something that would be conducive to nature in some way where possible. 
and it doesn't require a shift or a move necessarily but naturally a lot of people want to um, staying is go off grid and by doing that what they mean is that they're uh, less less inclined to be switched on to um, modern life um, on the power grid as it were uh, on the internet in some cases although that's getting harder and harder to avoid um, and then ultimately they're living independently of the matrix right and I have a life fortunately that I do very much live very independent of the matrix I um, work the hours that suit I um, live a life I don't have children at school so my kids are grown up and um I can live my life the way that I choose to and I live in this it, it, I'm very blessed to say that I'm able to live in a very 5D um, existence with what I do with doTERRA it's beautiful working for myself um, other people of course are committed to working in that 3D space so there may be um, scenarios where you know, you may be a teacher and your life purpose might be feeling very called to sit and, and be there with children who are in their developmental phases of life. That's a soul calling. It's a vocation. It's something that can't be taken out of who you are. It's who you are and it's what you're about. Um, or you could be someone like my husband whose um, sole purpose is, and I have always seen for him, that working in... Uh, corporate in his his situation is very much about um being the four five d individual working in that 3d reality and then there's most of us i'm going to say are hopping in and out of three and five d constantly now why am i jumping 4d probably going why does she not talk about 4d i don't talk about 4d because we're actually not moving into 4D. 4D is time. We've, we already, we have a 3D existence that's governed by 4D principles. 4D is manufactured to a degree and it's, it's time and the time quotient on our existence. Now, the other thing about 4D is that is where most um, of the archons actually You'll need to look that up. I'll talk about them on another episode. But the Archons or the Archonic Realms, they live in 4D. We don't want to go there. That is not a destination. Okay, we're going to jump 4D. We're moving from 3, which is the here and now, feel, felt, found, seen, heard, taste, smell. It's using those five senses is 3D. And then moving into the fifth dimensional vibration, which is all about love, unconditional love, unity, community, values, heart. Okay. Um, it's a big leap for humanity. If you look at up um, some of the principles around 3 and 5D, and as I said, there's some grey area there before um, about whether we're there or whether they're not. But the reality is we're making choices every single day that is all about being in our our hearts if we're we're on this journey if you're listening to this you're somebody who's wanting to cultivate that or you've already achieved that or you're well and truly on your way or maybe in 5d but from time to time we need to drop back in 
to 3D and then out again to 5D and then back into 3D. And I had a really rough time of that um, earlier in the year. I could feel the transformation that had gone on within me. I, I felt so transformed and very expanded and then the irritation that occurred when I needed to go back into 3D, either to relate with people um, for a, a specific reason, to influence, um, use skills that have come from 3D plane, um, paying bills, observing time, um, making sure that I'm aligned with what is going on at that particular point in time and indulging um aspects of existence that might require ego in order to get things done because sometimes you need to do that and then helping out of that <laughs> going back to 5d and going oh, it's, oh that's so much better um i want to acknowledge that challenge and what that feels like and for some of you you even i think i saw somebody say i feel really bipolar you know that that real tussle between what you know to be true in your heart and that beautiful balanced center, I'm going to talk about the chakras in a minute, um, as opposed to the, uh, the density of 3D reality and how hard that is. It is hard, but, you, you know, you're, we're required to do both at the moment because it's, it's not yet possible to move in a um, soul existence of, of that fifth dimensional reality. But we can make those choices, as I said earlier, and make those changes subtly and gradually as we move through it. Now, the Schumann Residence is very interesting in the way that it highlights um, through colour. It, it measures the frequency of the earth and we can see what's happening. It's very, very interesting. Now, if you look up Schumann.com, you'll actually see, and Schumann Bot, I think it's called, um, in Twitter, you'll actually see the Schumann resonance. And somebody said to me today, I thought it was very eloquently put, it's, it's an incomplete idea. So if you find the Schumann resonance confusing or you don't understand what you're looking at, it's because it's a fairly new technology. It's something that isn't really all that well-known in a mainstream level and so it takes time a little bit like a weather map you know you, if I put a weather map in front of you um, you may feel <laughs> I guess cautious because you don't understand uh, the mean pressure and how it works over the curvature of the earth me I've been looking at the weather map since I could read I find them absolutely fantastic and um, weather maps I understand mean pressure so I can read and forecast weather as much as um, anybody can with any specific instruments fairly accurately as well. Why? Because I've come to know it and I have also had my own experiences with weather where I can observe what's going on and know, ah, okay, I can see a high pressure system there. Lots of lows up here. This is, this is 16 lows pressure systems and wow, that's all happening up there at the top of Australia. Okay, this looks like a wet season that we're coming into over the next three months. I just know because I'm passionate about it. It's what I do. So the same thing with the Schumann Resonance. I only came into um, uh, knowing it maybe middle of last year, 2019. 
didn't really understand it. And then over this year, I've been aligning with it very carefully. It isn't an answer in and of itself. It's a tool. And you use this tool. I find it very valuable to use this tool. Checking in and seeing how I feel and then going to the tool, to the Schumann Resonance, to actually look at it and say, oh, okay, we have loads of blue here. This is really quite zen. I find that when we've got lots of blue and green, that everything is very balanced for me. I think stars and uh, sky and earth, right? Grass, sky and grass, so blue and green. Um, and it's fine. When I see the red, uh, and a lot of people make the mistake of looking at white going, oh no, can I say to you that in a 5D reality, you will manifest every single thought. I'll be talking about that in a sec as well. Okay. You will manifest every single thought. So if you actually think that you're not going to be able to cope with a shift in the Schumann resonance that you think you're looking at, then yeah, you're going to have a really hard time. How do I know this? Because I played with it and I changed my thinking of it. Like many others, I took on the view that, oh, there's a whitewash coming in, you know, a load of photons that are coming in to hit the earth, which is light, information, actually it's unconditional love. And therefore, when I see white photons, I'm going to cower and quiver because I see a lot of people doing this and tell myself that I can't cope. That's a strong message to be telling yourself in a 50 reality. You will manifest this. Do you want to be immune or averse to unconditional love? Hell no. <laughs> yeah, and will you be able to stop it? No. Now, the funny thing is with the white, the white is, is consider the white as this magical dowsing of love okay it's 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 a boost and also that unconditional love is something that's there to serve us and help us transform nothing else will help like love can so when we see the white on the schumann resonance we need to look at that and be instead in one of those higher frequencies so the middle range of frequency is neutrality of course and we work our ways up all the way up to joy and everything in between so um even above joy which is bliss and choosing to feel blissful and peaceful when the white hits is going to help you rise in uh, a fifth dimensional reality so much easier because it will just it just facilitates the lift or if we choose to be in fear and panic and concern, which I see a lot of people do, it's not very helpful, that is going to be felt much more negatively because the light will just emphasize what's there. If you're feeling joy and bliss and happiness, it will emphasize that. Yay, loving that. Or if you're feeling negative, apathy, anger, guilt, shame, fear, that's that lower frequency it's going to um, toy with that. It's going to trigger you. It's going to, it's, you're going to be, feel, that is going to be enhanced. You may not be a very nice person to live with under those circumstances. So 
this is where you really want to regulate where you're at and how you're feeling and uh, understand that you are the co-creator as, as beings of light. We are from that place where these photons are coming, by the way. And as souls, we want to resonate in joy and harmony with the, by choice with the light that's coming through at this point in time. So I hope that's given you some clarity around the Schumann resonance and how this can work for you. Okay, it's only a tool. It is not, uh, uh, it, 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 notice that it only captures what's already happened. It doesn't capture anything in the moment. It's done in Russian time, by the way. So you need to have, I look at it as a snapshot over a whole day and I go, oh, wow, yeah, I was feeling a bit rough around this time. Oh, that's interesting. And what I find is if the red, uh, the red line has been really active, sometimes that can really throw me out or the red color that is in between the white and the green and the blue on the actual um, graph itself, um, not the line graph, the color graph, those chunks of red sometimes can be really hard to process. But all that's doing is lifting away dross, lifting away the things that have remained within you and that need to exit. For people like us, this is going to be uh, fairly um, seamless transformation. We're ready. We're feeling it. We may feel a little queasy or some headaches. Maybe the ringing in the ears is really strong. We need to lie down for a little while, but by and large, we're pretty good. When we look at what's going on in the streets of America, for example, um, and all of the hate and all of the shaming and the blame and the rage, and we look at those photon packets coming in, which is unconditional love, which won't be felt like that by people that are existing in that lower dimensional frequency, that's going to hurt. And in actual fact, I have seen many comments around the fact that when this vibration hits fully, as it will, uh, it is going to turn a lot of people who are stuck in their lower dimensional frequency, it's going to turn them mad. They're not going to be able to cope with what they see and feel. They will not r respond to unconditional, they don't love it. They don't, they don't, they don't acknowledge it. They don't it's not in their vocabulary it's not in their it's not part of who they are until they decide wow you know I've got to move I've got to love maybe God comes into their life and this is where you know leaning on God is very very powerful we can transform through this period and use God's love as that opening we can only hope that this is what occurs for some of these people so um, just to give you a, a I think I'm, I've pretty much explained that in a, in a roundabout way and hopefully in a way that's holistic and allows you to understand that you're, you're co-creating with the universe. Fifth dimensional reality is love. It's unity. Okay. It is community. It's connection and it's heart, but it's also your ability to create and manifest and creating and manifesting instantly there is no karma in 5d but there is immediate cause and effect when you're in 5d you can simply and i do this all the time and it's amazing um i will simply think about something that has 
become an issue for me. Maybe I, yeah, I really want to know all about, think of something, I don't know, um, where this particular person in history was from. I must, I must look that up actually, because this person has come into my conscious awareness and yeah, maybe I need to look at Alexander the Great. What is that about? Why does he keep coming up in, in my sphere? Why am I seeing so much about Alexander the Great? The very next post, there's a whole article on Alexander the Great. Bang, done. Thanks, universe. <laughs> and, and this, you know, using synchronicity, which the universe uses to communicate with you, it's God's nod to you. Um, that synchronicity, uh, if you have the courage and the, the, the commitment and the conviction to work with it, can be really, really valuable and, and a very powerful way to create. So when we co-create with the universe, we are at one with the flow of the universe. And 5D is all about flow. It's beautiful. It's high altitude. You know, when a pilot is flying a plane and we're hitting a lot of turbulence, what does he do? He'll tell you, he'll increase the altitude. And he'll say to you, ladies and gentlemen, we've just risen to 30,000 feet where we were cruising at 20,000 feet, a little bit uncomfortable down there. Okay? And I know this because I travel so much. So um, you can do the same. You can, you can take your awareness your, uh, to, to cruise things a little easier if you're in Q. You know, Q has spoken many times of the 40,000 foot view, taking yourself up out of the detail, out of the minutiae, um, for instance, moving away from mainstream as your guide and moving instead to a higher altitude that requires, well, you can't get a signal up there, certainly not a Wi-Fi signal. <laughs> so what are you going to do? Well, you're going to go in and you're going to use your intuition. And by using your intuition, you can feel around and see, oh, this is where I need to be. This is what I need to do. This is where I need to go. And using your connection with God or the creator, if you prefer that, great spirit, or Allah, whatever your belief is, the great creator, um, your connection with the great creator is the thing that moves you um, into a higher altitude and gives you the peace that you're looking for. It's not found in uh, a 3D reality at all. So then let's look at the chakras and how they work. Um, and I want to say, firstly, that there is a lot to learn about the chakras. There's over 117 chakras. So let's make that really clear first. There isn't seven. Um, on a day-to-day -day level, I like to refer to the 12. Yes, there is 12. <laughs> and there's a good reason for that. The, the 12 are very powerful. Most people relate to the seven I do like the seven for its efficiency, so to speak, but it eliminates a couple of really important chakras that are worth thinking about. And I don't want to come to you with a sense of, and if you've ever been to any of my workshops, you know that I'm very anti-appearing uh, dogmatic or telling you what to believe. But I know that you're here to listen to me in terms of my education or getting some education from what I know, and I'm more than happy to do that. But I'm going to encourage you to not listen to me, don't take my word for it, and go and do your own research around what's important. 
Now, the chakras are energy centers. These are power centers that are, that are, um, that are evident in our body. Okay, the chakras are these uh, beacons of energy that when they're working in properly and, and you're working fully, you're then able to um, negotiate the ups and downs of existence in a 3D way much more easily. I'm going to assert here that in the fifth dimensional reality, the chakras and the way that they function are open and are working in a way that um, is cohesive with existence in 5D. So you're not going to have the blockages um, in 5D that you might have and may experience in 3D. Blockages can be an issue, but so can overworked chakras. You can spend too much time in um, your solar plexus and then instead of uh, where your solar plexus may be weaker or might be uh, underactive, you may be somebody who doesn't step into your power, that finds it difficult to get the will, that um, isn't really engaged with um, results and outcomes. Or if it's overactive, you may be perceived as somebody who's quite a bully, strong energy, very powerful. You may be somebody who, um, if it's overactive, uh, is, is um, yeah, overbearing is, is um, a good description. If it's balanced, you're somebody who can call on each um, of your power centers readily that you have the gift of being able to sit in space and hold your own and temper your approach according to the situation and that your will is great and your power is centered and authentic. And that's just one example. Um, the seven chakras work um, in a dimension that works. I like to start with the heart because from the heart, everything else happens and it also helps me explain these energy centers for you right so we start with the heart the heart is that beautiful center of unconditional love the center is where we find ourselves your heart is your power center a lot of people will spend too much time in their base chakra thinking that it needs to be healed and yes in a lot of cases it does but if we sit in our heart space we're able to um, send unconditional love into every aspect of, a, of those power centers, no matter how many we're working with. So I want you to sit there and just feel the power of your heart space. It normally would have a color and some it's opalescent, some it's white. For me, it's pink, think rose quartz, um, and a beautiful, pulsating, comfortable, milky white Okay, uh, milky pink, I should say. The color of rose quartz. It's just got this beautiful vibration and it's where I come to be centered and grounded. If I'm feeling fear, that will be my lower chakras that are out of whack. I'm going to talk about that in a sec. Um, if I'm feeling ungrounded and not with it, it's because I've moved up far too far in my higher chakras. So we come to the heart for the center. If you're in a boat, it's all 
um, at sea and uh, it's in the middle of a storm, you're feeling a bit sick, the captain of the ship will tell you to move to the centre of the ship where the movement is less. Okay, so just remember that where the movement is less is where you need to be and you you would look at that area of the heart space. Um, that unconditional love is, is absolutely magnificent. We can call on that any time. Now, working downwards, we move into the solar plexus. Solar plexus is typically yellow or golden. And the solar plexus is around our belly button. Okay, this solar plexus is our will, our power center. It's where we hold our own, where uh, we, we act, move into action through our solar plexus. It's a very powerful center that is often um, underutilized by uh, women and maybe overutilized by some women. Um, Unutilized when we're not really uh, in our hearts, we're not really centered. Some men who might be very egoic may be too strong in their solar plexus, in that, um, that space where we find our power. Okay, and to affect your chakras, it's simply visualizing. Now, that seems weak. You might be somebody who says, but it's not enough. No, it's everything. As you call on your own power to see those energy centers um, loved and embraced and working with that energy center very carefully, you'll find that you'll be able to, you have the ability to heal yourself. Moving next then into the sacral chakra. So that's further down. Sacral chakras particularly, typically it's um, pink or dark pink or coral colored. Um, some people go for orange. And the sacral chakra is all about your relationships, your ability to relate with the world around you, your ability to create loving relationships, form loving relationships. It's all you're about your creativity center. So typically I see a color that's um, like a coral color. It's half orange, half pink. And it's um, really vibrant. An underutilized sacral chakra would be somebody who perhaps is showing up as uh, frigid or sexual dysfunction or there's been some kind of damage to trust. That all sits in that sacral chakra. If it's healthy, you're going to be somebody who is um, very comfortable in your skin, that you don't look outside for validation, that you are enough just as you are, that you make no apologies about who you are and you really enjoy creating and being and relating with others, males or females, doesn't matter. Then if we want to move further down, we might be looking at our base chakra. Base chakra, uh, at a human level, the base chakra drives a lot of dysfunctional behaviors. Base chakra, when it's out of whack, everything is out of whack because it's the base. <laughs> it's the thing that holds this energy that, that brings us into our awareness. That base chakra is something that is very powerful um, and easily knocked out of center. Happens when we're moving, when we're going for a new job. This is the center that governs 
uh, a roof over our head, um, food on the table, uh, the ability to pay the bills, finances, um, where we live, where we shelter, food, shelter, clothing, that those base needs, if you know the higher Maslow's um, hierarchy of needs, it's that real bottom rung, okay? And if all of that's out of whack, everything will be out of whack. Men, specific women as well, but lots of men complain about dreadful back behaviour and that's usually that base chakra that um, has been disrupted for some reason. And again, we can call on healing vibes there. We can transform that back um, and deal with those fears and those characteristics that are there that are that are uh, causing us difficulty and pain. Then one I, I will mention, and the chakras work all the way through the body. They're not just those seven, as I've said, but we'll come to the other three in a sec. But one that I do like to work with is the earth chakra, the earth star chakra, it's called. And that's around six feet underneath your feet. And you can go into that chakra and I normally if I'm going to do a meditation um, I'll guide you through um, seeing that earth star chakra as a crystal or a, a force of light where you're, it anchors your being and it helps you ground and it keeps you safe Okay, especially as these energies want to try and fry us um, so visualising uh, a colour of your earth star chakra. You know, for me, it's um, a beautiful crystal of um, lapis lazuli. I don't know why. It's just what works for me. Sometimes it's garnet. It's it's really earthy and it has a, um, a purpose. It's down there and it transmits light, but it is very much six feet under the ground. It's beautiful. I love it. The next one. That I'm going to talk to you about now is um, the upper chakra. You don't hear about this very much. The upper heart. There's actually two chakras in the heart center. Okay. And the upper heart is normally an opalescent color, which is why I mentioned that earlier. The upper heart is um, midway point between our heart space and the throat chakra and when that upper heart is blocked it's very difficult to get to those other centers all you need to do to release a chakra that you feel is blocked is will it and wish it into a different way visualize it differently okay and you will affect the shift that you're looking it's that simple you will simply affect the shift that you're looking for moving into the throat chakra so the throat chakra is typically the base of the neck it's where the thyroid sits um often upset um for a lot of women the thyroid is, a, is an issue it can be for men as well and that that throat chakra is our truth this is where we speak our truth our knowing comes from our heart but our truth our spoken truth which is very different to what we know and feel as opposed to what we actually say Many of us are terrified to speak our truth. What if I say that on social media and someone jumps on me? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm used to it um, because it's the truth for me is more important than saying nothing. Although a lot of the time I say nothing by choice because I've, I don't feel the need to convince somebody to think a different way until I'm triggered 
into action, which is that will that comes from solar plexus. So the, the, the spoken truth, the spoken word, that real sense of knowing that truth, that, that, that desire to be seen and heard. Okay, we come from, certainly myself, comes from a generation where children were seen and not heard. That was a preference. And that made it very hard on us because we, we didn't have a space to, to express. We didn't have a safe way to express and it wasn't considered okay. As a result, our ability to speak the truth has been impacted and we can work on our truth and our knowing and also our creativity because um, the throat chakra also covers off uh, a level of creativity in there as well. And this is also where protection comes from. So the color that we can think of at the throat chakra is turquoise. Um, for some, it's purple communication and turquoise and purple, you can use either color. Um, are both opposites on the color wheel. So for me, turquoise, or some like to call it Tiffany blue, whatever works for you, and this beautiful turquoise vibration sits and speaks to truth. Okay, that is, that is what needs, to, you need to visualize that open. Somebody who has a closed throat chakra is somebody who has a dreadful time trying to express themselves. They really struggle to know themselves in their heart. They then aren't able to engage their will, their solar plexus. Relationships can be challenging, okay? And even knowing uh, what they want from the world and life can be difficult when we've got a closed throat chakra. This is a really powerful center that is often overlooked. It can block your base chakra if you don't give it the love that it deserves. And we want to imagine that, throat chakra nice and open and fully expressed and imagine that when you speak you're supported and if you're not getting supported by the people that need support then you're going to lean in on God and God will give you all the support that you can need no no weapon created will be effective against you that beautiful saying from Isaiah so um Imagine that your throat chakra is open because being able to speak your truth is then readily um, embraced by your ability to see the truth. And our ability to see is one thing and then to fully see is another and that's the ajna or the third eye. This is the space behind the forehead which actually leads to what that pineal gland and its incredible power for us to be able to feel fully empowered and awoken as the angels or gods on earth that we are okay this center is very important for our ability to visualize to use a vision and to see the system that entraps us and then it can enslave us which it can't once you can see it it's What's seen can't be unseen. Okay, and we use that third eye to navigate the course of our direction, where we're headed this year, this month, this week, where we move, where we want to move to, where we want to go to, what we want to do as a result, 
how do we fit into that bigger picture? All of that is your third eye. A lot of people complain about the third eye feeling blocked and that they can't particularly see. And that happens when you're feeling, say, in a crisis. Okay, but your ability just simply to be an empath means that you're, you're seeing something, feeling something, being a sentient that someone else maybe can't see. So it's got to be open to some degree. And then finally is your crown chakra. So that crown chakra is very, very powerful. It's, um, oh, hang on, the Ajna is a beautiful colour of cobalt or indigo. It's a purpley blue colour. It's really beautiful. It's deep and expressive, powerful. Okay. The next one is the crown chakra. And your crown chakra is your crowning glory. It is the light that comes through to you from the heavens above. It is your channel to source. It is the thing that connects you back to the one. And we, we are all connected. Your overactive chakra, if your um, chakra is overactive in the crown, you'll find that you'll be somebody who isn't grounded, who um, maybe could, could even be on the side of, of delusional or the imaginings taking hold and not really being grounded or with us in any way, shape or form. We don't want an overactive chakra and I, I do get that from time to time and that, that can actually govern the throat as well and have us misunderstood. We're speaking in such abstract ways. We're not readily understood by the ones that are around us. So you want to visualise a balanced crown chakra your connection to source being true, but not so much that it completely floods you, um, that it, it distorts your reality and your ability to relate to people in and around you on an everyday basis. We we are human at the end of the day. It's what we're here to do. Likewise, if you have your crown chakra blocked or closed, you may show up as somebody who feels fear or has massive self-worth issues where they don't think that they're ever going to be good enough to have a connection with God that's direct, okay? That colour is white, the colour of the crown chakra. Sometimes it's silver, but typically it's white. And this um, crown chakra is that direct connection, as I said, right? So you want to visualise that healthy and you want to visualise that open and clear, not not way open, just um, a nice sort of, three centimeters or so and then as you visualize each of the chakras aligning we've just i've just gone through most of them then you can feel the chakras the energy working through the body the chi pronounced it's q i but it's pronounced chi and you can feel that the transformation that comes all the way through and works on your awareness your relativity to others in and around you your ability to be in heart and not be triggered and your ability to connect and uh, be effective in the world just let's go back to the heart and if we feel into that heart space okay that's that center as i spoke to you about if we look at the lower aspects of the chakras so the lower three they're all your personality, 
not the earth star chakra that's different those three the solar plexus the relationship sacral and the base are our ego the heart is the heart and then the top three are our soul's expression which works through each of the higher chakras and which sometimes we can be programmed um, feeling as though we can't connect with those aspects of course we can they're ours they're, they were given as a gift so i hope that's given you some um idea about how i view the chakras anyway as i said i try not to be too dogmatic about it i know how they work and why they work um, i've given you an idea of color and um, the colors are interchangeable i've seen people refer to the base chakra for example which i don't think i shared that with you the base chakra for example is the color of red but i've also seen it referred to as brown um, and you'll individualize this in a way that works for you again my idea is not to give you um you know absolute dogma it's to give you an idea traditional vedic chakras uh, were never one color either that's more like a new age um, concept they were colored very all different colors um, each of them with yellow red green when you see them in their traditional light very interesting and they all the uh, all, each of the mudras all had um, various colors through them wasn't wasn't just one when we can um, use the chakras the human resonance um, as as tools for understanding we can then work ourselves into that 5d reality that beautiful heart-based wisdom sending you to the center of yourself and visualizing the world that you're wanting to create and what you want to occur around you is going to make it so much easier than trying to do this um, at, at a mind level without nourishing your mind and giving it space to do so. So I hope that's been helpful somewhat and that you found that um, beneficial for you and your journey. We've gone just over the two, the hour, so I'm going to call it quits there. If you have any questions or if there's anything you would like to know a little bit more about, feel free to add that in the comments here. It's been delightful to share with you. Thank you so much. And I look forward to sharing with you again next week. All the best. Bye-bye. <laughs>